This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010 is only weeks away, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. It's the trade show where affiliates attend for free, but only if you register now. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 will feature two epic keynotes featuring New York Times bestselling author and social media expert, Joel Kahn, and the man they call shoe money, Jeremy Shoemaker. AFCON 2010 is proud to feature two days of non-stop sessions, as well as a plethora of premium professional development sessions on Wednesday, June 23rd, from Search Engine Strategies, ClicksMarketing.com, SiteTuners.com, and more. AFCON 2010 will also feature two blockbuster nights of nighttime networking with WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate badge and the PMG Superstar Affiliate Party. Register right now and join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that will be at AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON. 2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio, Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Our guest today is Tony Adam. Senior Manager of Online Marketing at MySpace. I think you're all going to recognize that name. Uh, Tony has managed SEO at companies including PayPal and Yahoo. Uh, He has an extensive experience with enterprise and in-house SEO. Uh, Stick around. I I think that will be a great conversation for everybody. Before we get into that, uh, what we thought we would do is talk about something that's gotten a moderate amount of traffic, uh, Webmaster World Forum, uh, other places. Some SEOs are actually reporting what is thought to be a loss of long-tail traffic, and it's being referred to as the Mayday update, uh, as in airplane crashing, Mayday, Mayday. Um, long-tail, long-tail traffic is going away for uh, some of the people, and and they're reporting it as an update, um, which is really where you would have updates announced is Webmaster World. Uh, they've updated, they've announced most of the updates for a long time. Um, it's interesting to see how many people have actually seen it. Uh, a lot of our traffic, three out of four visitors is to our own website is long tail. We've not seen a, a cutoff in traffic. I, I couldn't tell that 
that is the case. Um, there's a lot of factors in there. I haven't heard this talked about much. It kind of has been under the radar and just limited to Webmaster World. So I would be interested to hear who is experiencing this. But like we said, we haven't seen evidence of this. But if it is happening, one person is pointing to maybe the caffeine update and the increased ability for Google to figure out um, phrase indexing as a possible source for it. I mean... We all think there are changes going to happen because of caffeine. Well, I know caffeine is is coming. Everybody who had heard Matt uh, talk uh, on the topic, uh, it's going to roll out into Europe in a few weeks. It's going to be in Europe for a couple of months. Then it will be out. Uh, I have opinions about what caffeine are or, or what components are going to be in caffeine. The... Uh, certainly, phase-based optimization has been around for a very, very long time. Proximity of words, LSI. Uh, the interesting part is Google doesn't really talk about LSI in their patents. They talk about this phrase-based uh, relationship proximity type thing. Um, for those of us who don't know what that is, that's LSI. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm having a little mechanical, mathematical problem differentiating how putting phrases together so that they're close to each other is different from latent semantic indexing, which puts them close to each other. But um, it isn't enough to just put them close to each other. You have to distribute it throughout the content. You have to handle linear distribution. You you know, vectoral analysis is at play. There's a lot of things here. I'm just not sure that the Mayday update has as much to do with a particular uh, change in the way they're handling the data as caffeine. Right, um, right. The I, I thought the point was kind of interesting that someone was saying with regard to the phrase-based indexing that before it was like the index could, they could only handle so many permutations and so they were just sort of best guessing their phrases, you know, and so you would get ranked for things that were only kind of close and you're like, okay, I'm not, that's, you know, where the Really, someone was searching for this and they landed on my page. Traffic comes from. And what they're saying is that because they've implemented this phrase-based optimization that they can now guess more accurately, I guess, because they can handle bigger queries, they can understand more. And so it kind of sounds like what these people are complaining about is that they're not as relevant for the things that they weren't really relevant for anymore. Mm-hmm. That they've kind of been found out, I guess. Um which you had an interesting comment before we you know, started when we were talking about this and the fact that we hadn't seen it, and you pointed out that we silo. So the reason that we have long-tail queries that people come in on is because we are actively targeting those long-tail queries because of the siloing. So we don't become less relevant for it because we weren't really ranking for non-relevant stuff in the first place. Correct. So it could just be that these were sort of the accidental rankings. You know, like when you rank for chocolate chip bunnies, you know, coasters. And you're like, okay, well, chocolate chip bunnies, coasters, I have nothing about that on my page, but I did say bunnies three pages back, so maybe that's why Google tossed them here. Well, by the way, you have to understand that Google for over a year has had behavioral search, intent-based search, auto-localization implemented. Um they could be using disjoint consecutive queries to form a long tail query 
that just doesn't match your content. Whereas before, it was only the last query that was being used to determine if you're a long-tail match. So um, caffeine is going to change the world. Let's, let's just all of us accept that. Caffeine uh, changes my world every morning. Yes. <laughs> and, and I actually watch it happen. The, <laughs> we, have, we have these coffee machines. Never mind. We won't go there. The, They're neat. <laughs> But the fundamental difference in caffeine is that it allows Google to do things they couldn't do. Right now, for those of you who have paid attention, the query has gone from 0.08 to 0.3 seconds. Google has gone from 128 to 200 variables. They're going to consecutive queries form the latest query, and they have to cope with multi-bit domain names to support the new ICANN standards. They're probably going to form an index that supports more than the trillion page limit that they currently have. When you do all those things together and you have to you know, get the speed back, uh, there's going to be some changes. And if caffeine is in one data center, maybe they rolled it out to three. Or maybe over the last two weeks they thought they'd try it a little bit more before they rolled out into Europe. Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe. Um, and, of course, Google isn't really saying, does the relationship of phase-based optimization, and there's a number of people that talk about it, is that something that we should be doing? Well, it's something we should have been doing all along. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem with phrases or putting it together. Should we do better? Yeah. Have I seen on our site uh, an impact? I think you're right. I think that because we silo, we have built into the model long tail. So we're not seeing a long tail hit. The people that had the traffic by accident, they certainly may find that they're losing some. Mm -hmm. All right. This is an interesting conversation that I'm sure we'll hear more about as caffeine continues to roll on. Uh, it's time for a quick break, but when we get back, Tony Adam will be joining us on the show. Stay right there. More SEM Synergies on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOfox.com. That's SEOfox.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. 
Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Tony Adams, Senior Manager of SEO and Online Marketing at MySpace. Thanks for coming on the show, Tony. No problem. Thank you, guys. Uh, recently, you were a presenter at Search and Social Spring Summit, uh, and you gave us presentation about in-house SEO strategy. It was called Sold. What do I do now? And um, it kind of went from the point of once you've gotten the buy-in, um, what do you do? And a big emphasis in your presentation was about making roadmaps and like setting defined goals. Um, so that's really important for an enterprise uh, SEO project or program. Right. I mean, so like essentially it's all about like you've got the company bought in, you've got the company like ready to go on SEO. So it's like, how do you actually get stuff implemented and all that? And a lot of the time, like, I mean, even though you have people bought in, you, you just get a total lack of resources. But like for the most part, you know, the roadmap planning and the prioritizations and all that kind of stuff, like it's almost like just being a good project manager and, and knowing how to manage projects and, and all that. And like one of the big things that I had um, just in my deck was um, knowing how to like create like a, like a roadmap that does kind of like prioritize all your projects, right? So, um, and I've shared the uh, presentation online on uh, DocStoc. So if you, um, I can send the URL out after. Um, but essentially it's like, you know, just creating different prioritization levels. And in there you'll see P1 to P5. And, um, you know, like essentially P1 being like stuff that you need to have go out, stuff that like just needs to get done. And P5 is like stuff that just doesn't matter, like meta keywords or whatnot. All right. And also the the ease of implementation, I bet, has a lot to do with it, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like a quick win or like something like changing a title tag on a single page. That'd be probably like a P1 or a P2, just depending on how things work at your company and all that. But just knowing how quickly things can get done, knowing how like how important it is to get it done and whether or not you need to actually fight for it is, is a big part of that. Okay. Um, and then also you had presented at South by Southwest on social media marketing for your business. And you've got that presentation up at your blog, tonyadam.com slash blog. 
Um, so we've actually got this challenge going on here this month here at Bruce Clay Inc. And the winner is going to be getting a pass to SES San Francisco. And we're asking people to answer the question, what one recommendation would you give small businesses to help improve their presence online? And uh, one of the categories is for social media. So I don't know, you can either ignore the small business part or or not. Um, but since you've worked um, with social media, what one recommendation would you give to a business that would really be a boost for their online presence? As far as like a business to boost their online presence with social media, I mean, honestly, like, I hate to say it, and I, I just hate to, like, it's funny because Brent Satoris always talks about this. It's like, you can't just do one little thing in social and, and like, win. You okay. have to have, like, a full-on strategy. Like, that's just how I approach things, right? Like, even though I do run SEO at MySpace, it's still, like, I still have my foot in a lot of the social media stuff that we do. And for me to say like, okay guys, we're just going to do Twitter. Like that's just not going to help us. Or for me to even say like, you know, let's just submit a couple things on dig. It's not really going to help us because we don't have a full on strategy around it. Mm. So what do you see as the intersection or like the synergy between the social media marketing and SEO? Yeah. I mean like, I think just kind of, Knowing where the best places to be are and knowing, like, for example, that we, uh, like, here it's all about music. It's all about music. It's all about entertainment. It's all about that, right? So just knowing that where people are going to be, I'm not going to submit something to dig here on Justin Bieber or uh, Twilight. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff isn't going to work with the dig crowd. They're going to bury it. They're going to get all pissed off about it. Like, so just knowing where people are going to get visibility for things like a prime example of that. When I was at Yahoo, we, um, we figured out for sports that ball hype is the place to go because just all the sports journalists and, and writers are there. So just making sure that you're active in those communities so you can gain visibility on your content in those communities. That'll help you like so much. I can't even tell you like just getting journalists to look at that stuff, um, is important. And then also even working with PR there, like, Reaching major press publications gets you a ton of credibility. Then I can almost see this is summed up as one thing. If you want to say, I mean, of course you're right. There's no one channel. But maybe if you were to give one recommendation, it would be that a business goes into social media with a strategy and understands where their audience is and who their audience is. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's why you had to sum me up. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned journalists and uh, bl- blogger outreach. Do you have any tips for going about a content strategy that relies on that? It's funny. I was actually on a panel, a Mixergy panel last night where um, someone mentioned, like, how do we how do we find journalists or how do we find that as part of our strategy? And you know, a lot of the times if you go to, um, and you don't want to just like send some, send someone an email right away and say like, Hey, check out my blog post. Right. Like you want to have, everything's all for me. It's like, I, I sound like a broken record, but everything's all about creating like a strategy around how you're going to approach things. Right. So most journalists, like if you go to Gizmodo and Gadget, I think they'll have like their Twitter and their email address right there on the blog, like on every page, I think, or on like the author's page or whatnot. Just start interacting with them, like follow them on Twitter, follow them there and start interacting with them, reply to them, 
do stuff like that and you'll find out that like after a while they'll start replying to you. Or if you do send them an email and be like, hey, I saw that post the other day. It was pretty awesome. Um, you know, love to connect sometime. They'll, you know, nine times out of ten they'll re- respond because they want to hear that stuff, right? Um, and then, on, then you know, after a while, after you build that relationship, it's not going to be in ten days. Maybe more like a few months later, you're going to get a relationship to where if you send them something, they'll, they'll want to share it because they're just truly interested in it. And it'll probably help them get traffic. Sounds like a very... Um commitment-oriented strategy. Oh, it's totally. It's all about relationships. Once you've got a strategy in place for your SEO, say you're in the position that you don't actually have many resources that your company is devoting to that initiative, what do you think an SEO should do in that position? I've learned a lot through the last like two or three years just because being at big companies like PayPal, Yahoo, and now MySpace, like you end up not having a lot of development resources almost all the time. So it's fun to kind of just tinker around with different things. It's kind of how I got really into social. And it's also now like I'm getting really into conversion optimization and like just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and playing with things and, um, and all that. And so like just going through all that has, has taught me a lot. I mean, it's funny because at Bill Shrink, even being a small company, we had no resources at a certain point just because we just didn't. And um, I had to learn conversion optimization. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to try to do some landing pages, throw some PPC dollars at it and figure it out. And we got some pages that were converting anywhere from like 40 to 55%. Like one out of every two basically was was converting and we were killing it for that reason. And And I think just trying to find that balance of, what you can learn when there is no resources is huge because not only are you going to help your company, but you're going to help your career out at the end of the day. Where would you suggest people who want to get, learn more about conversion optimization go? Do you think it's a, like a hands-on approach is best or did you find any resources that helped? I didn't really spend that much time researching stuff. You know, a friend of mine, Dan Martell, he kind of gave me some like tips and tricks and like, you know, I think there's um there's a landing page optimization book by Tim Ash and like everyone told me to read that and honestly I don't just don't have time to read a major book like that right now so I kind of started asking people like what do you what do you do you're a conversion optimization guy what's your what do you do and like learning the few points right like main value prop hero image of some sort and a big ass button and like you're pretty much good to go and like just just hearing those tips and like looking at a different a few different sites that did that like. We just learned and, and we approached it that way. All right. Those are all great suggestions. Uh, thanks, Tony. No problem. Thank you. So you can, absolutely. You can contact Tony on Twitter at Tony Adam. And you can check out his blog at TonyAdam.com. And, of course, uh, head over to MySpace.com slash Tony Adam. Um, again, it was great to have you on the show. Next time, maybe we'll have you do a little song like at... Uh, I am spring uh, no. break. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to be having a conference in LA July 18th to the 20th. The details are still coming out, but we've got a lot of big name speakers coming. And if you're interested, just shoot me an email and I can send you details as they come along. Yeah, I, I heard a mention of that. Definitely looking forward to the big announcement. After the break, we're going to take a look at some SEO considerations for retail sites. SDM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan, and I'm here with Marianne in Virginia. Recently, a survey of online retailers that was conducted by Internet Retailer revealed some uh, interesting information about the online retail community. So let's talk about that and what the survey revealed, which is um, exciting. Yeah, it looks like, as far as search marketing is concerned, it's really working for them. Um, and people are attributing a lot of their success uh, as happening with their online retail business to search and paid, uh, organic and paid search. Yeah. Uh, with Google being the far and away traffic generator. Yeah, yeah. 89% of the respondents said that they get at least half of their search engine traffic from Google, which, you know, was borne out with a 80% market share or whatever they have these days. Um, and then 19% of these sites say that Google actually accounts for 90% or more of the traffic they get. So nearly all of their traffic is coming from Google with just some stray outliers. It could be. And the thing is, with, with if it's at least the traffic, they're not getting search traffic from the other engines, which is saying that their rankings are only in Google and, Yahoo, and not in Yahoo and Bing, probably. Which is interesting to say, if, if a site is getting that much traffic from Google... Then why aren't they ranked in Yahoo and Bing, and what does it say about those search engines? Hmm. 
Yeah. And then also, well, and what does it say about the users of those search engines? It could just be, yes. you know, Google has long had a more technical audience. Mm-hmm. It could be that these sites are more technical sites yes. who just aren't going to get the kind of mom and pop people that you find on Yahoo or Bing. Though so I have heard from, like, I think it was Avinash Kaushik that the different engines are good for different audiences, you know, with Bing maybe being better at people who are shopping or that kind of thing. So with retailers, obviously, shopping. So you would think maybe more yeah. traffic coming for them from engines other than Google. And also in the survey, people said that... Uh, Forty-three point four percent of respondents and they said they plan to shift some of their paid search advertising to Bing in the coming year. Well, that'll be interesting because I mean, Bing's ad center is a pretty good product, um, which you know I, I know I've said before on the show, and I have always followed it up with, but their search engine sucks. <laughs> you know, I I really want Bing to develop their main organic search. And, and make that good because their their surrounding properties are pretty decent, you know. Bing Travel is great. Uh, their maps are fantastic. You know, Ad Center, like I said, is a, is a good product, but you can't find anything. Yeah, I mean, the results in Bing we're seeing. I mean, and it, it has gotten better, I'd say, but I mean, there is a have. It, it is very easy to be a spammer in Bing, and and get rankings. So that that the thing about it is the results you look at are rather poor and and I think while that may drive people to click on paid results because they can't find what they want in the organic listings I don't think that's the way to really set up a search engine um, so I mean I would want to see Bing improve their organic results before spending a lot of con- uh, concentrated effort on you know and um, paid uh, search there but of course you know if people are, are, are more people are leaving especially Yahoo going to Bing and we're seeing at least they aren't taking traffic that much percent of the share of market share away from Google, but they are, of course, clobbering Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yahoo. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with Yahoo. Um, we don't really need to care anymore, do we? I guess that's true. Um, so the I guess the other big thing is that all of the engines have, like, specifically product searches. And there are various ways of getting into those and whatever. But how do you get them to show up in Google, I guess, is one of those big questions. And Products, I think the, you know, we can obviously do a lot of on-page optimization, especially if you're, if you're a very product-oriented e-commerce site, um, making sure that you're, diff- you're providing uh, optimized content, um, unique content from everyone else, and including, you know, optimized meta tags that include the title tag that doesn't just include the product ID number or the name of the product that's some sort of generic or uh, some sort of uh, description that the company uses that maybe people wouldn't necessarily use. <clears throat> However, the one thing with, I mean, with product search for me, the way I use it is when I'm real, I know exactly what I want to buy and I want to compare the prices. So, looking specifically for a product ID number, I will sometimes use Google product search just to see where can I get this exact thing, this exact thing I want to buy cheaper. So Yeah, yeah, it is really good for that kind of comparison mm-hmm. shopping. And, and really at that point, I think once people hit the product search, they are in that buying mode. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know how often it directly leads to a conversion, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that it's much higher than, you know, when someone's just starting out. Yes. 
And, I mean, we're seeing more blended results with adding product results into the regular listing. So people, more people are going to be more aware of product search, and perhaps that will eventually drive more people to just look there in general because I, compared to, you know, overall Google traffic, product search is not a highly uh, active area that's getting a lot of traffic, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, something that could, you know, obviously provide more awareness to it, more people may go there and just use it as it's by itself when they are looking to shop. And, of course, if, if you, you know, are, are marketing online in an e-commerce capacity, you're really going to want people to click and buy, and that's where you need to appear. But, of course, it's also very price-centric, where you're wanting to be the lower price, um, which may be a, a problem for some sites to really compete that with that. Yeah. That... All right. Well, I, we are out of time for this week's show, but uh, thanks for joining us. And thanks to Tony Adam for coming on the show and, and Webmaster Radio, of course. Thanks for putting on a great show. Check out SEMSynergy.com for more on this week's guests and topics. You can follow us on Twitter at SEMSynergy. And if you have Internet marketing questions, come to the chat room and uh, let us know what you want to hear or send an email to SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.